Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy. All right, hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, I'm here by myself this time. Uh, Chris Sheeler, those just checking in maybe for the first episode or whatever, but, uh, trying something new this week. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of other different podcasters do a solo podcast. Uh, Theo Vaughn, Bill Burr does one. Um, I'm sure a couple other ones do too as well, but yeah, I just thought I would try something different this time. Uh, so if it goes poorly, who knows if it goes really well, uh, we might see it, um, in future episodes, um, just randomly. I don't think I want to plan on doing this for a everyday type or every week episode going solo dolo, but um, yeah, maybe every once in a while here or there. Why not? We'll give it a go. So I'm sitting here drinking uh, my brand of whiskey, some Buffalo Trace. Uh, had me a shot or two, and I don't know. I think I was listening to another podcast during the week, and this is what sparked this idea. So, again, here we go. It might be a lot of ran, ranting, a lot of rambling. Um, we'll see. But I don't know, it just had me thinking that um, I read a book. <laughs> you know, I read this in a book a while back uh, called um, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And... If y'all don't know who that is, he's an author and he does he does a lot of different books. Um, he also I just read one last month called The Warrior Ethos. Ethos, it's a tricky word, but it's talking about Spartans and Greek warriors and just how it's kind of based on the Three Hundred movies. What it felt felt like when I was reading it, but just how you know Spartan warriors grew up and what their principles and ethics were. And uh, but in this book. War of Art, it's very easy to read. You can get it done in probably two or three hours. Hey, stop chewing on that. Hey! But um, he's just talking about basically if you're wanting to do something and try something, you just got to sit down in front of a – so, for example, for a writer, if you're trying a struggling writer, which obviously I'm not never will be, but um, you just – to get better at it, you sit down 
and you just start writing. And even though, yeah, the first few words kind of suck and the first hour, whatever you're writing is just trash and it's not going anywhere, but they, he calls it a muse and it starts to take over you. And that helps to actually start putting stuff down on the paper. Um, and yeah, I mean, it probably the first, like I said, the first few little bit will be dog shit. But eventually, though, you keep doing it and you keep doing it and something comes out of it. Um, and so if you keep doing it for so long, eventually, yeah, you'll have something that you can use and that's worth hopefully sharing to the world. Uh, I guess that would be a matter of opinion. But um, it just seems basically just do the work and, you know, just don't do nothing. You got to do something, right? I mean, that's in almost everything of life. You do nothing, you'll get the same results that you've always, has, always have had. But if you actually do something, then shit starts to change, it seems like. could be worse in the beginning. Uh could be... Take you know it could be like a stock you know it takes off in the beginning and then all of a sudden it levels off and then drops a little bit then you hit up some hills and ups and downs and then it keeps going further down and who knows all of a sudden it might just go crazy um and just start you know make something out of nothing you know uh what do they say pressure makes diamonds baby <laughs> um again there's probably a lot of ranting and rant, ranting and rambling going on here and I'm probably not even sure where I'm really going with some of the, most of these statements, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to sit down and actually just try a solo podcast and to see what happens. Um, and also, I mean, if you're feeling it, you're not liking it, you know, got a new email, sheelerfever at gmail.com right in. Um, I was thinking maybe, uh, if this starts taking off a little bit more answering questions, uh, from Twitter or some emails and that you might have, or one might have. And, at this part of the show, but I don't know. I mean, that's something maybe later down the road, um, the scene where we come up and I know I just got off topic from what I was just talking about, but it was also, you know, you gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta work at it. You just gotta, if you want it to be good, you gotta keep doing something. You just can't, it's like CrossFit for me. I mean, you know, I was actually kind of fortunate enough to where I, when I began, I was able to do, most of the movements and I mean, not well, but you know, I was from ever since I was little, I could always walk on my hands for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. I guess I was a hyper ass kid or hyperactive kid. And, um, uh, sorry, the phone went off. Did turn it off? Um, hyperactive kid just kept doing flips and shit and all that stuff when I was little. And, um, Mom did actually put me in a gymnastics class, and you know, growing up where I did, I mean, there was basically. When he, I mean, if you call it gymnastics, I mean, all we did was it seems like teacher just pulled out some mats, and we just went and tumbled around, and uh, and I didn't really learn nothing. I don't think I even did it for very long, to be honest with you. Um, maybe a month or so, then I just quit. But it was also one of those things, you know, having to get your parents to drive you. 30 minutes just to go to that class. Um, hold on. You stupid ball! Gosh. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but again, you know, I've been doing it for the past seven or eight years now, and 
you know, I've come a long way. Um, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or put myself on a pedestal, but, uh, I'm, you know, you start to see all the work that you've put into it and what you're getting back out of it. Um, yeah, and, you know, for a lot of times you don't see it, and there's a lot of bad training days and other bad days, and other days you have good days, you know. Um, for example, you know, this past few weeks I felt, you know, my training's been off and something's been lacking, and, you know, I don't know, I, my shoulder's been bothering me, and I don't know if it's just me just thinking that or if it's in my head or what exactly is going on, but... um. But, you know, the uh, what I was trying to say with that was, yeah, I mean, you know, I thought, you know, I was on a downhill side there for a minute. And especially when I registered for the Open this year, they put me in the uh, the 35 age division, and which I won't be 35 until June. But uh, that kind of played with my in my head. It was, damn, it's, this is real. I'm basically, you know, another new division. You know, uh, this is. Master status, almost. I gotta get something to drink. Mm. This is master's division status now. It's like, man, what what's going on? How this? When did I get here? I didn't realize this had flown by that fast. But, um, but yeah, where I was going with that, um, yeah, you know, I thought my training's been down. I just didn't feel right during workouts all week and the past few weeks, and I don't know. Again, it could have been in my head. But then Friday night we did that. Open workout, 21.1. <sighs> um, I did better than I expected. Uh, way better than I expected. Um, especially when it was going to be an entirely all-shoulder workout. I didn't think, you know, like as I've been saying, I thought my shoulders were done, especially my left one. And having to do this, I thought, great. You know, there it is. This is the night I tear it or tear something in it or Whatever I got to do. You got your ball. You want me to throw your ball? Sorry. Um, yeah, and I came out okay. Um, I didn't finish it by any means, but, but I surprised myself. So I think it's what I'm just trying to say. You got to put in the work. You don't do the work. You don't get no results. And it goes along with, you know, I'm, I'm an enemy of nutrition and you know, I've tried a few different things, and you know, a lot of people. It seems a lot. That's all I've been hearing lately. Is, oh, what should I eat? How should I get better? Um, what do you eat? What do you do? And you know, I don't know. I mean, I've had one good program I followed three or four years ago, and it helped a whole lot for me called Renaissance Periodization. And yeah, I leaned out. Um, I think I did it for six, eight weeks. I don't remember how long I did it, but. You know, it's almost you're on a calorie deficit <laughs> for those times. And, yeah, you're eating and you're not starving, but it's not obviously how I would want to live all the time. And But it also taught me a lot as far as diet and nutrition, as far as uh, portions and, you know, all your macronutrients and you know, good carbs versus bad carbs. And I think I just took pearls and gems and just try to make it work as best as with my lifestyle as I could. I think this is what you guys got to fucking do. Is just, there's no magic formula to any of this shit. It's really just, um, just finding out what works for you. I mean, just because it works for said person doesn't mean it's going to work for 
another person. I mean, it seems like everyone's genetic makeup is just completely different. Um, you know, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, people eat bacon sandwiches. I guess they eat bacon sandwiches and smoke cigarettes and they're probably, you know, and some people can just do that their whole life and they'll live to 94, 95 years old or something. And then there's some people who can't do that and they're just hard, just or who try to eat clean and exercise and do everything that's supposedly what you have to do for yourself in every correct way and it doesn't work out you know you uh either get some random disease that knocks you out or uh, your heart tickers out it's just all genetic makeup and you know i don't know where i'm going with this either but you just got to find what works for you and what makes yourself happy and um you know and i guess you know stress is the roots of all evil i mean i've seen so many people who have to seem to be stressed out to the max and it's just not a good look it's just you can tell it's unhealthy and i think it's was it cortisol that is released every time you feel stressed to the max and and that shit just plays more harm on your body than anything you know than anything else in my opinion you know i i don't know how much i should say of this but you know i was talking to somebody the other day and well this was probably a couple weeks ago you know, the other day, what the fuck does that mean anyway when somebody says the other day? Sometimes when I start talking on this podcast, uh, I start, you know, if I pick up a line or say something that I haven't said in a long time, it's like, where did that fucking come from? Or Why did my brain decide to choose that word? But, yeah, I don't know. Just random little quips like that just make you wonder. How that got invented. That could be this how it got invented right there. Somebody just said something stupid and random. And it just stuck. But, okay, so what I was going with that, see? So I was telling y'all there's going to be some side tangents and some rants. And here the dogs are starting to fight now. But, uh, you know, he was talking about mental stress. And how he was just walking. And it was randomly, he he didn't even remember walking to point A to point B. I don't want to say too much so nobody knows what I'm saying here, but I was like, damn. And it, you know, it's almost, you've seen those videos. You ever, you ever th- think about this? You ever driving down a fucking road and I don't know if your mind just blanks out or your subconscious just takes over and you're driving. And then out of nowhere at a stoplight or you, you get to wherever, kind of closer to where your destination is and you just kind of wake up and you come to and you're like, whoa. How did I fucking get here? Um, you know, it's like, did I, was that like red or green that I went through? Um, it's really, it's really weird. And it's odd that, you know, it's your subconscious as you drive the same routes so often that every day, uh, um, your body just becomes, I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Is it just becomes a flow to you and it's just a normal thing and you just, you can do it with, I'd almost be in conscientious of you knowing what you're doing. and uh, Yeah, I mean, I know I've done it. Just like, whoa. You're just thinking to yourself, what the fuck just happened? Um, yeah, I don't know where I want to go with this now, but... Anyway, uh, the time goes forward tonight. Spring forward, fall back. Dumb. Well, I don't know. What if you want to tell me what your opinion of daylight savings is? I don't guess I really have a 
stance on it. I can take it or leave it. Um, I think Ben Franklin did he invent it? Could be wrong here. I got a, hey, I got a laptop right here in front of me. Um, daylight. Who invented? I'm pretty sure Ben Franklin did it. Who invented daylight saving time? Oh, 1895. George Hudson. George Hudson and entomologist from New Zealand came up with the modern concept of daylight saving time. Hey, hey. He purposed a two-hour time shift so he had more after-work hours of sunshine to go bug hunting in the summer. That sounds false to me. NationalGeographic.com. 2019. Because if you've seen the movie, um, fuck, of course, not Independence Day. Also good movie, Will Smith. Um... Fuck National Treasure. Uh, I thought they said in that movie it was Ben Franklin, but of course, how much can you believe about what's in movies? Especially, you know, based on true events, and 20% of it was actually in the movie that was true. All right, hold on. People also asked, did Ben Franklin invent daylight savings time? A little sip here. <clears throat> daylight savings time is one thing that Franklin did not invent. He merely suggested Parisians Parsons? Parsons? Change their sleep, for those who read, change their sleep schedule to save money on candles and lamp oil. The common misconception comes from a satirical essay he wrote in the spring of 1784 that was published in the journal De Paris. Paris. Hmm. Alright, well. There's two sources right there, nationalgeographic.com and fi.edu. Where the hell is that? The Franklin Institute. Oh. Well, I guess if they published it, that would make sense. But yeah, what I think they said it, and I thought it was something for children getting, well, they didn't have buses back then. So, okay. Just scratch that all completely. Um. Yeah, but again, we have it, and there's I think there's there's some states that don't have it. I think Arizona doesn't follow it. Which how does that fucking work? Let's see, there's states that don't follow daylight savings time. All states but Hawaii and Arizona observe daylight savings time. The territories of American. Selma, Guam, and Northern Islands, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, Observe Daylight Savings Time. Okay. From ncls.org. I don't know what that is, ncls.org. National Conference of State Legislatures. Well, all right, so Arizona would be on Pacific Standard Time. So if they're on Pacific Standard Time, following California, Oregon, Washington, Nevada, Nevada, Las Vegas, oh, it's not a state, obviously. Um, and we were going to spring forward tonight. So how come, wouldn't that make every other state's clocks off if Arizona's just the same? 
Huh. See, this is where I need somebody to help me pick up on that and give me some way in on this for me. Huh. That's interesting to me. Because, you know, as far as sporting events and choices, if you just roll it into Arizona right now, because all of our times usually, you know, that's not what I'm trying to say. Uh, automatically, our phones update to the new time. I guess computers do. Pretty much everything except the fucking microwave. It doesn't. Thing just blinks. My car doesn't either. Have to go reset that. First world problems. Put your hour. Press the button to put your hour up an hour. Put your time up an hour. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah. So I'm just wondering if you just rolled in Arizona right now, then rolled out of Arizona. Arizona. How about your time working on your phone? Here? See, this is what I'm talking about. The stuff like that. Does that just make you wonder? Interesting. Yeah, then you go into Central and Eastern Standard Time, and I, you know, and I think so. Eastern Standard Time, so it's roughly eight fifty. What am I looking at right here? Eight fifty right here. So it would be five fifty in California. So does that mean it's six fifty or four fifty in Arizona right now? Oh, I bet you. I wonder if. Every time time changes, it somehow goes back into sync with the rest of the world. You know what? Hey, I'm sitting here rambling, and I have a Google box in front of me. Is Arizona time different than California came up? Tripsavvy.com has this to say. Because neither Hawaii or Arizona observe daylight savings time, Arizona is always three hours ahead of Hawaii. Why well, isn't every other state then ahead of Hawaii? <coughs> um, Arizona's local time is the same as California, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington. All of which are UTC-7. See, then you go on here. Here's another. The center of Arizona is one hour ahead of California. Please note, Arizona may span multiple time zones. We are using the American Phoenix time zone. So they have their own time zone. Is that what I'm seeing here? Hmm. This is coming from tripsavvy.com. You know, this is something I shouldn't be looking at right now, but this is, be something, this is something to talk about later or think about later when I get bored again and need to Google something. Uh, speaking of Google, a lot of people still use Google. Does anybody think Google's kind of going off the rails here? Uh, obviously, listen to Joe Rogan the other day. Y'all know me. Me and my man Joe. But uh, he was talking about how he was looking up an article and Google suppressed it or hid it. I forgot which article. But I think it was something to do with the vaccine and how um, it made a doctor in Florida. He either passed from it or almost passed from it. Um, 
Something along those lines. I don't exactly remember. But anyway, uh, what I was getting at is that he's started using a different browser called DuckDuckGo. And, um, you know, it doesn't hide any articles. So whatever you type, um, I guess depending on the source and depending on how many hits your website has gotten, um, it showed it the first thing. But when he went to Google and did this, it randomly just... Not randomly, God. I'm such an idiot. Uh, stupid! Stupid! Uh, Deadpool quote. Um, yeah, Google would hide it, I guess. You know, and it's just part of the stuff they don't want you to see. I mean, I mean, who's monitoring that? That you type in something and just because it was said this article that, A, you can't allow people to see this just because it's going to have a negative influence on you. I mean, who are they to judge who has a positive and negative influence? I mean, everybody's so fucking different right now that it almost doesn't matter anymore. I mean, you can't... Uh, the stinking skunk off Space Jam 2. Pepe Le Pew. They're, they're canceling him. Uh, why is Pepe Le Pew canceled? Uh... Yeah, well, he might not be canceled. Maybe, okay. So, according to this article, uh, let's go to the Washington Post. Snopes, I think it's a trash website. From what I, I've never went on there personally, so sorry I shouldn't say that, but um, the word on the street. Um, <clears throat> which means, all right. Peppy reference resonated like a callback to a classic bit from Dave Chappelle's 2000 stand-up special, Killing them softly, in which the comedian says that Pepe, whom he laughed at as a kid, later through an adult lens makes him realize what kind of rapist is this guy. What? So Pepe Le Pew's a rapist? <laughs> Hold on. All right, let me find another article. I'm trying not to read these whole articles so I don't give y'all, whoever's listening, um, some dead air. Just make it, just sit here watching me read articles and talk about them. He started the first episode. Space Jam 1996. People will be showing up in the all upcoming theatrical sequel, Space Jam. A new legacy on July 16th. And, but Space Jam is one of the all time great movies. I'm glad that. Remember when it first came out, and I was a little watching it, and I just thought it was so badass that you know one of my favorite players, Michael Jordan. And, oh, I was a big Tasmanian Devil guy too when I was little. Uh, I had a bunch of stuffed animals. I think. What year did Space Jam Two or Space Jam come out? Anybody guesses before I find it? Space Jam, 1997. So I was 11. No, I would have been, well, basically 11, but at that time I was 10. Okay, back to Pepe Le Pew. Today's contribution to Wake New York Times calls Charles slamming the cartoon character added to rape culture. What? That's left. So there was a shot, oh, wait, hold on, between 
Deadline has learned that a hybrid live action animation scene, animation scene between Jane the Virgin, actress Grease Santo, and Pepe Le Pew shot back in June 2019 was left on the cutting room floor. There are no plans to happen apparently. So he's kind of canceled. They're phasing him out. How do y'all feel about that? Does anyone else have issues? I mean, you know, you're growing up and seeing some of these characters that you watched. I mean, I remember watching a bunch of Looney Tunes stuff when I was little. Um, now they're all just getting canceled. It was cut before the writer... Recently linked the character to rape culture, so the production source confirmed that the scene was a removed from the Well, I wonder what the scene was that they're going to remove it. So, who decides that the people making the movie, they can all of a sudden just say, no, that's what? They're probably just covering their ass, to be honest with you. I mean, let's think about this. So, who's the... Who's the latest person to get canceled? Um, But, so the movie comes out, Space Jam 2. Obviously, LeBron James probably going to be rated PG, I would assume. But before any craziness backlash happens, that all of a sudden, no, let's go ahead and cut this part out. That'll save us some problems in the future. Probably a good idea, honestly. Not 100% on that, but I don't see why I wouldn't. I mean, what am I trying to say? I don't like it just because I've grown up with it. And, you know, it's a cartoon character. Well, I mean, look at South Park. Look at all the crap they do. (laughs) It's pretty fucking hilarious, though, but it's animated. And that's why they get away with 98%. I guess they get away with all of it. Because it's just half cartoon characters just talking. I mean, I guess they're cartoon. I guess you would call it cartoon. Same way with Family Guy. They said some fucked up jokes and stuff. I mean, they're hilarious, but it's all in good fun. It's just a cartoon. I mean, but somebody gets mad and decides they have to pull them down just because they were offended. Yeah. I mean, if that was the case... And growing up, I could have got a lot of people canceled. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's almost just going too far. Maybe I should just stop talking about that. But I cancel on cartoon characters. I mean, why couldn't they just rewrite the scene that, okay, Pepe Le Pew is a skunk, obviously, that loves the ladies. <laughs> and then, but... He doesn't have to do it. I mean, I remember the first Space Jam. I don't think he did anything weird. That I would have said that was rape culture. My opinion. Of course, I haven't watched Space Jam in probably who knows how many years. But um, Looney Tunes skunk Pepe Le Pew is bit at you. I don't know. I don't know, though. 
probably, probably kind of losing my train of thought now where I'm going with this, but, uh, yeah, I don't like it. Just put it in there. It says Looney Tunes guy. I mean, what's he, who's he going to be raping in Space Jam? I thought they're playing basketball. So let's move on from that. Uh, what else can we talk about here? Starting to ramble, starting to lose train of thought. Don't know where to go from here. Maybe the next CrossFit will open workout. Anyone got any ideas? Want to send in? Remember, SheelerFever at gmail.com. <coughs> send it in. Uh, speaking of movies, um, after I finish this, I'm going to go watch that uh, it's a new movie on Netflix. Uh, I care a lot. That's what it's called. Uh, I care a lot. For those who know it. Yeah. Hey, let's see. Let me, let's read it, uh, the description for you. Get y'all hyped up about it. A crooked legal guardian who drains the savings of her elderly, elder, elderly wards meets her match when a woman she tries to swindle turns out to be more than she first appears. Ooh. Let's see what kind of rankings it's getting. Maybe this just be a movie review podcast. It's just all been talking about the last 10 minutes. Going to the Rotten Tomatoes. Hit them up. Um, I'm still here. Sorry. Typing. Looking up stuff. Again, some people ask me when I'm doing these, even when I have a guest on, if we script these or... Uh, or how do we just come up with conversations or I guess, or just ask them like, how do we, yeah, I guess, how do we sit down and just start talking? They're not scripted by any means. Um, I just want to sit down and just start talking. I mean, if we go to a bar or a, if we're a brewery, shout out Longway, like last night, we were talking about um, firefighters and police officers. And if they make rookies wash their cars, and that it came to me because I used to watch, uh, gosh, David Spain on Fox, FX, not Fox. Uh, we used to watch it all the time in college. Um, that's the only problem when I'm doing these. I can, my, it feels like my mind goes crazy. Like I can't rem- remember half the stuff I'm trying to think of when I start talking. David Spain, ah, people are probably screaming here right now. David Spain, it was on FX. Burn unit, no. David Spain, FX. No, not this past one. What the hell? That ain't even David Spade. God, I'm such an idiot. Dennis Leary, man, see? Rescue me. Thank you. Found it. All right. So, yeah, back in college, I think that show came out. When did that show air? Like, no, 1987. If you want a good show, if you like Rescue Me or Firefighter Shows, hit that one up. Necessary Rescue Me. Uh, original release, July 21st, 2004. So that would have been my first year of college. 
So yeah, I remember me and my roommates used to watch that. That came on Thursday nights. Good show. I think it's on Hulu right now if you want to say. I think during quarantine I went back through and watched them all. Good show. Um Shit, where was I going with that? Why did I look up this series? Okay, I don't know why was I looking up in a series of that. <laughs> Nobody knows. Talking about good shows, maybe? Um, Alright, so I care a lot. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, that's that's what I was talking about before. Yeah. People are probably screaming at the mic right now. Well, you idiot! Don't do don't even remember what he said five minutes ago. Okay, well, of course, when I want to pull this up, Caroline, um, I can't find it. 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you, finally. Not bad. A thriller comedy, one, two hours long. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Give it a go. Um, a psychological thriller bombards viewers with a ton of profane language. Oh, no, they say bad words. What are we going to do? Violence, a complete disregard of any sense of mortality. Here's another review, or not a review, another trailer. A shady legal guardian lands in hot water when she tries to bilk a woman who has bilk a woman who has ties to a powerful gangster. When she tries to bilk a woman, was Mike B I L K. Built, informal, obtain or withhold money from someone by deceit or without justification. Cheat or defraud, huh? Well, there you go. Word of the day, bilk. 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 One more time. What's that word? Huh. Well, speaking of bilk, also last night, we were sitting at the brewery, we were talking about how to launder money. <laughs> While we're talking about this, we got on a Breaking Bad and Ozark tangent. tangent. And how if you watch the first couple episodes, he's, I know how to do it. Yeah, you just take money, throw it in a dryer washer, and clean it, and put it in circulation. Hopefully my FBI agent is watching, ain't watching right now. Can't put them. People, if you don't get that, there's a lot of, um, a lot of memes on Instagram. When you're talking about uh, illegal stuff or something shady, I guess. Um, very vague term, but your FBI agent will come on your phone and like send you a text that says FBI agent and says, like, hey, be wary. Or not be wary, but be careful. We're, we're watching. I don't know. I butchered that completely like half this podcast. Call this a podcast. Ah, oh. I remember talking about new words. Um, when I was working in recreation wellness at Radford, that uh, every staff meeting, and this was not—I'm not shitting on this by any means—but um, what am I trying to say? That in our staff meeting, that um, a person would have to. 
have a word of the day, I guess. And it's almost back to vocabulary or spelling back in grade school that, um, yeah, we would share a word that we would find on the internet randomly and we would share it with uh, the rest of our faculty and staff or just staff, I guess. And everyone would have to try to guess the meaning of it without, um, obviously without knowing prior hand. I remember one word I, I, I brought to, uh, Brought to the um, the meeting. I say that now. Ah, yep, found. Okay, good. Uh, that I brought <clears throat> to the day or to the meeting. Uh, I would say you know it'd be fun to actually say, "Hey, tweet at me." I don't even know my Twitter name. I don't use it that much. Sheeler's no crack. Probably Chris Sheeler. The same thing as my Instagram. Do Instagram too. Twitter, Instagram, or hit the email up, SheilaFever at gmail.com. Um, I would say that to do this, but uh, if you knew what it was, everyone's got a fucking Google box, so I guess it would just take the fun out of it. But anyway, the word was cryptozoology. As a pseudoscience and subculture that aims to prove the existence of entities from the folklore records such as Bigfoot, the Chupacabra, or the Bokele Bembe? Cryptozoologists refer to these entities as cryptids, a term coined by the subculture. What the fuck is the Bokele Bembe? Uh. Oh, it's just the, um. The Loch Ness Monster. I wish I had the uh, sort of dinosaur in the Congo. Sure. In cryptozoology, the Mokele, I'm butchering this word too, M-O-K-E-L-E dash M-B-E-M-B-E is a water-dwelling entity that lives in the Congo River Basin, uh, so it's not Loch Ness. Sometimes described as a living creature, sometimes as a spirit. It looks a lot like the long Ness. Yeah, so people, if you want to look this up, it looks like a the fucking brontosaurus, a uh, long neck and four legs with a tail. If, you, if you're up on your dinosaur culture, clever girl. Jurassic Park reference. But no, yeah, Jurassic Park one or two, two. I hope. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, we used to, where I was going with that, we used to come up with, everyone had to come up with a word, that was one of my, one time, fucking nerd alert, here's another word, any Star Wars fans out there, uh, if you remember, I used Parsec, and so apparently now it's a computer application, but... That's not what it is in Star Wars. So a parsec, a parallax second is defined as 3.26 light years because of how it is measured. Earth circles the sun, making one complete orbit per year. Parsec is the distance, 3.26 light years. <coughs> Wonder if that's astronomy.com. All right. Man, throat gets fucking dry and starts to hurt a little bit for talking.
I think for doing this first solo one where I'm talking this much, that, yeah, I guess my throat's getting overused compared to when I am doing conversations with other people and obviously giving them turns to talk. Or not a turn, but actually listening. You know, that, that is one thing that I say this, and I hope other people would agree with me, that when I am talking and listen, or con- con- conversing with people now, that um, I try not to talk just because I feel like I have to talk. You know, basically... I'm talking to, I'm trying to listen to what they're saying. And that way, if I have something in return to throw back at them, um, fuck, I lose much of my thought. This is what I'm trying to say. My mind starts going in 14 different areas as I'm talking. So, uh, yeah, so what I was trying to say is that when I'm talking, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. When when I when I'm conversing with somebody, that when they talk, I'm actually listening and trying to comprehend and understand I guess it's the same word. Comprehend everything that they're saying all at one time. Excuse me. And then that way when they when it's my turn to talk, I just don't say something random and stupid. I actually have an actual conversation with somebody. And, and that's one. Th- that's what I'm trying to say. And that's one thing that I feel like I'm learning from doing these podcasts when I'm having somebody on the uh, actually having somebody else on the podcast instead of just doing it solo dolo. That yeah, it's like, okay. They're speaking. We're doing a little dance. Listen to what they're saying. Now it's my turn to do my moves. Shake it like you just don't care. Uh, uh, shake it like a tail feather. So yeah, um, make it that uh yeah. Then it's just a little dance that we do, and we go back and forth. And yeah, I know my mind usually goes in fifteen or forty-seven different directions when we start talking, because a lot of different stuff sparks up when I'm listening. And then when it's my turn, you know, a lot of people don't really know what they're going to say next. Um, for for example, me doing this whole—I've been—I don't know how long I've been talking right now, but um, when I start talking, you know, I'm just uh barfing out words right now. Uh and just going crazy. Um had no idea where this was gonna go and where this is coming from and but yeah and I guess that's kinda how it is in the real world is that you just start talking and that hopefully when you start it's your turn to conversate or say your opinion or your rebuttal or whatever you want to call it that you have something actual interesting to say as opposed to Okay, that's real cool. Later. I don't know. Does it help y'all are getting what I'm trying to say there? But yeah, you know, learning from this, learning, learning to speak better. Hopefully, probably when I say that, probably people are screaming right now. Speak better. You've mispronounced fourteen to seven words. Fourteen seven words exactly. What I just said right there. Like the that stupid. <clears throat> Congo dinosaur I just looked up right there. I wonder if I can uh pronounce 
I guess I can't get another Google. Wait, is this it? Nope. Oh, wait, here we go. Mokalium Bembe. Mokalium Bembe. Mokalium Bembe. All right, Mokalium Bembe. There you go. I don't know. Look it up. Looks like a brontosaurus. Uh, you know, sometimes. Oh yeah. Sometimes when I'm listening to other podcasts, I wonder if they get a break. No, I guess they talk, and then they, I don't know. Then when they do their ad reads and stuff. Obviously, I'm not doing those quite yet. But maybe somewhere down the road. Who knows? Who knows? But let's let's switch gears back here. Um, CrossFit Open Workout Number Two will be next Thursday. Um, if you have any ideas or in, what want to weigh in, what you think it might be, hit me up. Find out. Um. I'm wondering this year that if uh, what do I want to say that all the workouts are going to be similar to the one that we saw this past Thursday and over this weekend. Um, exactly. What I guess what I'm trying to say is. Uh, You know, no, not no barbell. Um, really easy to do anywhere you can. Um, I think we might see dumbbells for the next one. Uh, but I think yeah, it's going to be limited equipment just because obviously of the old COVID thing and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, uh, workouts going to be real simple. You know, a lot of people I saw. I think Make Quads great again said something about this seems like an angry coach just came in and just wanted to create the worst warm up they could for somebody. But you know, usually we get a new movement every year, obviously in the open. And this year it was um wall walks. Wanna guess that. Um I was telling one some of the other some of the other bros at the gym that I think we might see triple unders. Uh and for those wondering, um I don't know if James and I talked about this before, but we were talk we're following uh CrossFit Lynchpin is uh we're following their program right now, and that's Pat Sherwood. Um his programming. Which he used to be a, a big dog at CrossFit. Um still the media team. <coughs> uh I forgot what he who I know he worked for CrossFit, I don't can't remember what he did actually. But we're following his program and we were talking that in our program we do we do a few optional stuff at the end of each workout and it was lately we had to do maybe a set of fifteen and two hundred double unders to finish off our days and why are we doing all so many wall walks and double unders? Like, Ooh, so you got a little inside information? What's going on with that? So, a little conspiracy theory, a little inside information, but take that as however you want it. I don't know. Just make you do wonder how weirdly that all just adds up like that. Oh, but also speaking of, let me go. Let me go to that Instagram, baby. 
Uh, Matt, Fr- <laughs> say that and just stop talking. Um, so for those who don't know, Matthew Frazier, let me give you Google's definition of Matthew Frazier, or I guess Wikipedia, there we go. Uh, American professional CrossFit athlete competing from 2014 to 2020. Frazier is the first and only person to win five CrossFit game titles. Winning the 2016 through 2020 CrossFit Games consecutively. So anyway, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I haven't listened to the episode yet. Um, maybe tomorrow. Just depending on how crazy I get. Um, so anyway, apparently, there's been a little uh, rebuttal, disgruntle. A little heated action going on. Um, so Dave Castro posted this. I haven't seen the podcast, but I have seen key clips that people have sent me. And I've read a lot of messages from disappointed CrossFit affiliates and CrossFit trainers. In due time, I'll address some of the statements made. Um, oh, so I was trying to find some of these statements. Um, after nine episodes, if they're just, I guess, I'm not sure that this is like Ridiculously and embarrassing seeing how somebody can show little respect for the sport and the community that made him who he is. During a three-hour podcast, he trash-talked about anything and everything about CrossFit, including at Dave Castro, L1, boxes, other competitors, methodology, training programs, people, nutrition, and in countless occasions, he brought up many others, how others take PED, showing a pretty good knowledge about the issue and how even to cheat the system. Yes, he will try to sell his training CrossFit or training program CrossFit. Well, he already is. He teamed up with uh, Hybrid Performance. So <laughs> every other athlete, I mean, he's won the last five, and I think Fronin won however many he did. But he's selling his own programming. But you know, I don't know what Joe Rogan's theory on CrossFit is right off the top of my head, but. I don't think he's against it, but I do think that obviously he doesn't train that way, but uh, I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to listen to what was said on here just to have a little bit more insight on it. Um, but that's weird that when Matt Frazier would just go throw all of CrossFit just under the bus like that. It almost seems like how Jose Canseco did that. Too. Oh, sorry, stretching. I'm stretching. Oh, I felt good. Um, hey, hey, winners. That uh, fuck. Oh yeah, Jose Canseco when he got caught with PEDs and he just kind of went off all on the MLB and then exposed so many other people taking beat uh, steroids at the time. Which, I mean, you know they are. But but how many people, you know, we've had these conversations too at the gym that there's got to be tons of people doing it at CrossFit too. Um, Let's see right here. That, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so let's say Matt Frazier, he's not saying that he did do PEDs, but some of the top athletes who probably are money makers. 
for the sport. I mean, would they turn their blonde eye? Probably. To get a little extra income. Especially when last year around, was it around this time? When, you know, Greg Glassman did his thing and what an email found and he had some racist comments or had some derogatory comments towards the female ladies. Um, and I almost thought he had to pretty much retire or quit, whatever you want to say, forced in retirement um, because of what happened. But then CrossFit Recovery, because all these boxes, me and another friend were talking about it tonight, that uh, so many boxes were, you know, throwing up messages, we're going to cancel our affiliate, we're going to cancel this, uh, we're not, you know. But then after Glassman stepped down, they decided to keep it. Which, I'm still trying to read these comments and whatever happened. Here we go. Here's another article from the Dave Castro. And those who don't know, Dave Castro is, I guess he was the head programmer for uh, CrossFit. He was the CEO there for a minute until they found a new one. I don't know guy's name. Let's see if we can't find out a... Uh, an actual... Title for the old Dave. Is Dave Castro on CrossFit? I don't know. He's he's basically the assistant CEO of CrossFit. So anyway, here's another thing on Instagram. Um, this is us for the, if anybody wants to talk about their non-CrossFitters. Want to know it? A little happening right here. All right, Dave Castro, at Matthew Frey, said that I published an article about him slipping. An article is timeless. It's a thoughtful record of a position. An article suggests an official statement. <clears throat> the problem is that never happened. I never put out an article. I made a quick verbal opinion comment on an IG Live discussion with fans. I don't have a problem with Matt or anyone talking negatively about me. I have a problem with blatant lies as billions of people are watching. At Joe Rogan. Details matter, facts matter, the truth matters. RX Pro Shop. Talk shit, get hit. Well, I agree with that, but why is he at Joe Rogan? I mean, I don't... <clears throat> I'm pretty sure uh, Joe Rogan would tell him to come on here and talk shit about CrossFit. I think Joe respects all things fitness. Um, I mean, he's a fit, you know he probably works similar. He works out similar. He does hits types of style workouts. So I don't think he would say, "Hey Matt, well, I need you to come on here and talk shit about CrossFit." Because what, what would Joe Rogan gain from that? Absolutely nothing. Dude's got a hundred million dollars just from having five hour podcast with Duncan Trussell smoking weed and. Pouring back whiskey. I don't know. I gotta listen to this more. So maybe, uh, so maybe the next episode after I listen to this, um, when I do a if I if win, if slash win, who knows? I do another solo dolo podcast. Uh, that uh, I'll have more insight for you. And actually, when I've listened to it fully, 
can see exactly what um, was actually said on this. Or what Matt Schrader Tra- Tra- told Jerry. But if you've already listened to it, and if you want, again, if you want to go ahead, get at me on IG, shethefever um, at gmail.com. I want to get that email going so I can have a look at emails during these podcasts and answer questions. Um, and also, just any other way. I mean, there's countless ways to contact me, and everybody knows those. Um, you know, I just looked at the clock again, and I think I want to end it here. Um, you're saying um a lot tonight. Must be the must be the whiskey token. <laughs> okay, stupid. Stupid. Um and there I did again. So anyway, um Yeah. We'll end it here. This is you know, not bad. Uh took a lot of cojones again for me to do this solo dolo. Uh yeah, write in to me. Contact me. You got an insight on this Matthew Fraser, Joe Rogan thing, Dave Caster's dispute. Hopefully next time again, I'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, when I have more insight and can weigh in better, besides just reading posts and stuff and can form my own opinion. That's one good thing. Also, I felt like these podcasts are coming from that I can sit down and think about something more and actually form my own opinion. And because a lot of things, obviously, when I talk about on these podcasts, come from what I hear on other podcasts, but I'm also able to kind of take up pearls and gems and think, okay, I like what he said or she said, she said, she said, but the she says, uh, yeah. um, but yeah, that's where I like to go, um, for my own opinion and maybe talk a little bit about here and express it more than, and that's one good thing about having other people to talk to too, obviously, is that, they can weigh in on your insights and that you're not married to a single idea and it all works out. You know, we have a nice little civil civil debate, civil talk, and that's what the world needs at this time. Just a little bit more kindness. Sound really weird for saying it like that, but I think I wanted to there. So uh thank you again um uh, for listening, um, for all these past episodes if you've been listening. I truly, deeply do appreciate it. Um, Those who have contacted me and told me, gave me reviews, feedback, I appreciate all of it. Getting a lot out of this. Again, I'm very thankful that people in my life like you, and for those who are listening, again, thank you who are. Um, And maybe we'll do this again. Maybe I'll do another solo one like this. Uh, We'll see. I've probably already said this 14 times. But um, if you don't like it, uh, what's that show on HBO? Um, Succession. Yeah, Succession on HBO is another good show. Uh, it's about a billionaire family on yeah HBO Max if you have it. But almost the whole episode, all they're saying is "fuck off." <laughs> so again, thank you if you like this. Uh, maybe I'll do another one. We'll see where it goes. If you don't like it, fuck off. So. We'll end it there. Uh, Health, love, and wealth, right? All things we need to strive for in this life. Okay. Good night. Sheila out, baby.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 